Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome to the Don't Start a Business podcast. This is literally episode one. And real quick, we're just gonna intro your host, ODI Productions, and my dearest friend, Kit Fatch. What up, guys? I've known Odie now for, I guess this will be 10 years. So lucky enough, past oh my couple God. years, uh, start working with him. So if you see the the bed and the uh, the photos of the intro, I've seen that that bed from, from the very start. <laughs> Hey, those of you who watch the YouTube channel, you know exactly what we're talking about, the mattress on the floor. If you guys don't know who I am, my name is Odie, and I go by ODI Productions Online. I actually got that name because my background is a music producer, so that is my stage name. Most people coming across this podcast probably have seen my YouTube channel. Uh, we're currently sitting at just over 250,000 subscribers. And so basically, people know me online uh, mostly as an affiliate marketing expert, but I am an entrepreneur all the way through. I'm obsessed with passive income. And, you know, on this podcast, I honestly just want to share my opinions, my thoughts, along with my dear friend Kit over here who has been helping me. Honestly, Kit is like my right-hand man. So if you guys are, you know, if you're looking at my company or my business, this is literally my right-hand man when it comes to managing my entire company and everything and running the business day-to-day and operations. And he does so much for us. And I've known him literally since high school. So, you know, we've been good friends, you know, even before working together. But today we work together every single week and it's been a blessing. Um, so basically, welcome Kit. Um, you know, Kit may be new to some of you, uh, but you're going to get to know him throughout this podcast. He's a really great guy. He's also a comedian, so make sure to check his stuff out. We'll make sure to you know link his profiles and everything where you can uh, see some of his material. But basically, on to the podcast. Why did we call this Don't Start a Business Podcast? So the first thing I just want to say is I am an entrepreneur, and we run a company, right? A profitable company. And so why are we telling people to don't start a business? Uh, to be honest with you guys, we are huge, huge proponents of entrepreneurship and building businesses. Honestly, I think the world, if the world wants to see positive change, it's going to come from entrepreneurs who are innovating and creating uh, breakthrough products and services that really help, um, you know, change the game and move things forward. Now, the reason for this podcast uh, specifically is because Kit will, you know, he'll chime in, but basically Kit has seen it all, um, you know, online. We've seen everything from running a YouTube channel to having a Facebook group and email list with, you know, hundreds of thousands of people. We've come in contact with so many different uh, aspiring entrepreneurs of all sorts of different backgrounds, business owners, professionals, you name it. And I think Kit will agree with me when I say that there is so much that people are doing wrong. And, you know, when it comes to starting a business, it really isn't for everyone. Okay. And so when we say don't start a business, we're, we're not really joking because for most people, starting a business is probably not, you know, sort of like, uh, the thing that they should be going after because it's it's hard and it's something that you have to be dedicated to. But on the flip side, you know, overall, we're trying to help people learn and we're trying to highlight mistakes, highlight the things we see every day, which we think are just stupid, honestly. And these stupid mistakes, if we can prevent you from making some of these, it may save you who knows, thousands of dollars, if not millions of dollars over the course of your business. Um, oh, easily. But I mean, basically... Since I, yeah, since I ahead, came kid. on, just seeing the amount of things that 
just making one little tweak means the difference between getting $10,000 one month and getting like $500 one month, you know? Facts. Exactly. So Kit has seen it all just like I've seen so much. I mean, I've been personally, I've been doing this for over eight years now, and I've been doing this full time for over four years. And so, you know, we've seen everything under the sun. And we think that, you know, this medium doing like a podcast, and I'm like the last person to say, like, I want to start a podcast. Um, Honestly, we just wanted a platform that we could just be free with our content and I could even like cuss because like on YouTube and on email and on even our Facebook group, for the most part, it's very proper and like you're not allowed to cuss like on YouTube if you want to stay monetized. So a lot of people, you know, great content creators, they get demonetized because they have curse words and because they're, you know, they're not family friendly. So on our YouTube, we strive to never, ever, you know, sort of like break the rules. But on this podcast, I mean, this is just free for all. We are not being paid to do this podcast. It's not monetized right now. We don't have any sponsors. So we can say whatever the fuck we want. And finally, I got to say the F-bomb for the first time online. Anyone who's watched my YouTube, you've never heard me curse before. And I even use the word curse because, I mean, that sounds so geriatric. I don't know, but, (laughs) you know, it just feels good. Yeah, exactly. I couldn't even even say bull crap or, or bullshit. I had to say like BS and even saying BS was kind of like, you know, on the line. So we're so happy to do something where we can just casually hang out. And this is not meant to be like your father's podcast that is like a lecture at school. Okay. I hate school. Anyone who's listening to this, you probably, you know, I know a lot of people don't want more school. So this podcast is not meant to be some sort of audiobook lecture, but you will learn something from this. I guarantee it. But at the same time, we're here to hang out. We're here to share our thoughts, our opinions, and also some value and some golden nuggets that are going to get dropped every now and then. Um, but for the most part, we're just hanging out. And we're not trying to be like all those business podcasts you see on iTunes and this and that. We're literally just trying to you know, share uh, the, the right message, share some mistakes and prevent people from making mistakes. But at the same time, have a good time while we're at it and make fun of you know, some things we see day to day. And hopefully, you, know, you get something out of it. Uh, so... Basically, all right, Kit. What should we What should we talk about? I, I, today? I think the I think the big thing in the room is obviously the coronavirus. How's that affecting businesses? How's that going to change things going forward? I think you know, especially at the beginning, people were, were so much focused on that. Now that we've sort of all been been quarantined, uh, we have some time to think now about how. And we know it's going to be it's going to last a while. It's not just going to be over, uh, you know, next week. How is this affecting businesses right now? Macy's just laid off. I think one hundred thirty thousand people, like basically all their employees. And how's that going to affect things going forward, especially online? I think we both see a lot of people in our Facebook group wondering, how's that affect affiliate marketing? Maybe do drop shipping, Amazon FBA, whatever. How that, how's that going to affect things? That's honestly, that's, that's a great topic. Obviously we are quarantined right now. It is the first of April. Um, unfortunately this is when rent is due for a lot of individuals, a lot of families and a lot of businesses. And you know, the first thing to go when this quarantine and when uh, coronavirus hit, and in fact, we can't even say coronavirus on YouTube without getting demonetized. So like, that's another reason why we started this podcast to be more free with like our speech, but to, to get onto the matter, uh, you know, with, the first week of quarantine, 
it literally shut down businesses and restaurants, you know, um, local restaurants and businesses in California and around the country. And, you know, we're going to talk about business models probably in a little bit. But for the most part, I mean, this quarantine and, and coronavirus in general has put a halt to so many businesses. But it also has just shown how fragile a lot of business models are. Um, you know, I personally, I know you and me, Kit, we absolutely love food. Yes. Uh, we love eating out at restaurants. We love, you know, getting takeout, uh, dining in the restaurants, trying new things. Um, we've been blessed to have eaten some of the best cuisine, you know, in the entire world, uh, in different cities, you know, and I, you know, I know we both love our food and to see those restaurants basically get shuttered within a week. I mean, it's it's heartbreaking. And I sent a message out, you know, people to support your local businesses and, and restaurants if you can, you know, order take our delivery. Um, but yeah, with this quarantine, I mean, a lot of people have been asking, um, how is it affecting business? Now, you know, for a lot of people who are just working jobs, uh, a lot of people lost their job. And it, you know, it showed how insecure the job market really is. Like, you know, and not just people who work in a restaurant, but people in all sorts of different types of practices. I mean, there's someone who uh, they commented on the Facebook group. They said they're a dentist and their business actually had a huge downturn because physically, you know, people aren't showing up and people aren't interacting as much anymore, you yeah. know, with all the social distancing. That's a dentist. Like that. Yes, exactly. Like, yeah, anyone who's hands-on barbershops, right? Like anyone who's physical contact is is suffering from this so you know it's not just limited to just restaurants it's literally any any brick and mortar business out there because people are just not going outside anymore um but you know to kind of talk about how it affects our business you know we do affiliate marketing and for those who don't know affiliate marketing it's basically just uh referrals promoting other companies products and services digitally uh, usually through links these are called affiliate links and the biggest companies in the world do affiliate marketing google amazon apple tesla i could go on but basically with affiliate marketing we're largely you know um not as affected i don't want to say unaffected because that's not true you know every business the world is affected period uh but for us we've been lucky to continue business as usual because affiliate marketing if it's just links and it's just websites and it's just getting traffic online and stuff like that you know that doesn't require physical supply chain it doesn't require shipping manufacturing employees office space it's all digital like you can do it from anywhere in the world laptop, internet. And I've been talking about this since day one, like, you know, not just because of the coronavirus, but I've been talking about the benefits of having like this online business literally since I started. And now it's even more apparent, right? And Kit, I'm sure, you know, you, you know, you know, as much as I do when it comes to the different online business models, um, like Amazon FBA, drop shipping, oh, uh and you just know, you know, hundred percent. I mean, I remember when you first brought up affiliate marketing to me, I don't know, right out of high school when you're talking about it, that was one of the big things we talked about, especially having been that like the recession had just happened and talking about how affiliate marketing kind of recession proof in the sense that people will buy less, but you can promote the products and essential services that people are buying. They will buy more of certain things during a recession. Um, and I remember even talking about Amazon FBA and kind of getting, it's very interesting. We talked a lot about that um, a couple of years back, but anytime you have anything with logistics, and I think that's something a lot of people don't think about when they start a business. And I think like, if you think of starting a business sounds very fun, that's probably not for you because of times like this, where it's going to get really hard 
really rough and you're mm. going to have to worry about things like supply lines. So all these things that were billed to you is, hey, you don't have to think about it. You know, Amazon will handle it. Well, when your suppliers are all in China and that's affected, suddenly it's, it is your problem, you know, even if you didn't do anything to cause it. Facts, facts. That Those are some great points right there. You know, it's true that people are buying less, but, you know, for example, a lot of affiliate products that I like to promote are software. And if anyone's paying attention to the stock market lately, you know, um, companies like Zoom, which is the video conferencing software we're using right now and we use every single day, their stock shot up. I believe it it shot up almost almost a hundred percent in just a couple months. I mean, it was insane. They just they just jumped because everyone's working from home. And, you know, I've been blessed to work from home for the last four years full time. So, you know, I I was prepared for this sort of shift. Uh, you know, I've been working from home. So for me, it's like not much of a jump compared to some other people who are used to coming into an office. Um, but, you know, companies like that, you could become an affiliate for software. And if software gets an uptick, then you actually get to ride the wave and get a little bit of the benefit. So that's why, you know, right now, I feel so blessed to have a business model that's very, it's very sort of low overhead and very hands off. It's very just, just digital, right? Uh, less moving parts. It's not logistics. Um, it's not supply chain. You don't have to wait on a shipment from China. You know, um, if it's getting manufactured in China from Alibaba and then you're getting a shipment um, that's freight forwarded or, you know, sent over to the U.S. or a fulfillment center, you know, all those guys, for the most part, they're getting delays. And if you want to get air shipping, it's, it's prohibitively expensive to be profitable. So for our business where we don't rely on shipping and distribution and stuff like that, like it's just, it's, it's a blessing and we can, you know, we can't help but just be thankful right now. But yeah, I mean, the quarantine's affecting everyone. The coronavirus is affecting everyone. Um, but you know, it kind of like shows you also just how fragile certain jobs are, how, you know, job security or insecurity is, but also how businesses are not, um, invulnerable to stuff like this. Like, People think that it's like businesses, you're either like a CEO or a boss of your own company or you're an employee. But a lot of businesses are basically just jobs in disguise. So like if you, you know, maybe if you own a restaurant and you know, you're the owner of this restaurant, but you're working in your restaurant 80, 90, 100 hours a week, like I see on Kitchen Nightmares with Gordon Ramsay, you know, and you're not profitable, you're actually in debt and you get more and more into debt every week. Um, that just shows you that that business model is probably, there's, there's something flawed about it, right? Um, basically with the, with the razor thin margins, with the high overhead physical retail space, employees, you know, you need to have so many employees for these restaurants, you know, it's just, it's just so hard to just even stay afloat. But then when you get a week, two weeks, a month of no business, then that's when you see these companies and I mean, these restaurants and these, you know, brick and mortar businesses, they have to shut down seemingly overnight because it's so cash flow intensive which is another reason so. you really have to look long term like even in the restaurant business something we had talked about a couple months back was how there was a restaurant um joe's that had basically gone all in on delivery they had optimized it was a really nice steakhouse but they had optimized so they could make their food delivery so they're going to do mm -hmm. a lot better right now even though they didn't anticipate this they had anticipated a shifting landscape and something like this just really accelerates it so you have to think long term if you just try and go with the trend and just try and you know glob onto it and make a quick buck 
you're going to get, you know, you're going to go, go belly up sooner or later. That is such a great point. And shout out to Joe's Seafood. Uh, I, I forgot the, the, I know the name includes seafood, um, stone yeah. crab, steakhouse and stone crab. They have, they have Joe's in Chicago, Miami, Las Vegas. Honestly, one of the best restaurants that I've, uh, I've been fortunate to have. I almost said Joe's and, Crab Shack, but I know that's not it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a different tier. That's a different price tier. That, I think that's like $2 signs. I think Joe's Seafood is probably between three and four. Um, but basically, honestly, amazing restaurant. And they showed it on Billions, which is one of our favorite shows coming back soon um and you know you're right they optimize for delivery which is weird because they're a steakhouse why would a steakhouse optimize for delivery when their whole experience is like dine in you know you dress up you go in on a friday or saturday night you dine in you buy a couple nice bottles of wine and then you tip 20 percent. and all all when it's all said and done your bill is you know probably 300 400 500 dollars depending how many people are with you but you know they optimize for delivery on postmates which is crazy because i remember the first time i ordered from them um and i was like oh, i don't you know i don't have great expectations because why would you order why would you order delivery from a steakhouse this stuff was delivered in literally like a gold tin foil um packaging and they had instructions for how to reheat everything and i kid you not um it was delivered in like 30 minutes so I was, I was blown away. I was like, wow, this steakhouse actually knows how to do delivery. And like you said, they're kind of benefiting at a time like this. I mean, everyone's taking a hit, don't get me wrong, but they're built for delivery and takeout because they, they put the infrastructure in way, way, way before. I see restaurants right now, they're absolutely scrambling to figure out delivery and takeout because they never offered it before, especially delivery. And delivery does require more than just downloading an app and then getting started. You need to have packaging. You need to have utensils. You need to have um, sort of like the delivery carriers, right? So it's like, Certain businesses like pizza places, they kind of benefit because they were built for delivery from day one. Most pizza places have delivery. A big portion of their business is from delivery versus dine-in, um, whereas some restaurants are like 90% dine-in, if not 100% dine-in with no delivery options. Um, and now, you know, we're seeing that even Michelin-starred restaurants that before they would just, they would absolutely turn their nose up at delivery. They're now offering like, you know, they used to do a $300 uh, meal. Now it's like $35 to go. You know what I mean? They're doing stuff like that just to stay afloat because nobody is safe, especially when it comes to the restaurants right now during coronavirus. Yeah, because I think a lot of people, they see businesses and they kind of think of all successful businesses as the same. So they'll see like a successful restaurant and be like, wow, mm. it must be great to run that restaurant. It's like, no, that that's a lot of that takes a lot of work to run that restaurant. You know, and there are other business models. And I think one of the huge advantages, obviously, online is being able to leverage and get, you know, the automation and all that stuff that you just can't get in physical stores. So if you mm -hmm. want to start, you know, we obviously need people to run restaurants and do this stuff, but you better be really committed to it. Like there's a Mazda commercial where people that Odie and I love, where the, this like couple like drives a Mazda and they just see it like a restaurant for lease. And they kind of like, well, that seems fun. And they go get some like local olive oil and then boom, they open up a restaurant. And it's like in reality, three months later, they'd be divorced. The business would be bankrupt and all these people would be out of work and there'd be a for lease sign up again. So, you know, when you start a business, you better make sure like your heart's in it and you're in it for the long haul. Because even businesses where it says like, oh my gosh, look at all that money. Well, if your overhead's high, as can happen like an Amazon FBA, 
Well, then you're not pulling in that much. And now you're just on a really fast treadmill. So if you're making $100,000 a month, but your expenses are $95,000 a month, you're really teetering on the edge there. Facts, facts. Dude, that Mazda commercial was so funny. Um, hey, Mazda, if you're listening to this, uh, you know, maybe if you sponsor us, we'll take back what we said. But, uh, you know, unless you do that, then we're going to we're going to hold on to that. But yeah, that commercial, you see this couple and they just start this restaurant and it's like this like just movie, like just the storybook thing. But the reality is so grueling. If anyone's seen Kitchen Nightmares, which is one of my favorite shows, just period in terms of entertainment. Um, shout out to Gordon Ramsay. I've had his beef Wellington uh, in Vegas. Amazing. Um, but basically, with that commercial, it just makes it look like it's the most glamorous thing. And that's what entrepreneurship looks like with all these podcasts and YouTube videos and Instagram posts that are so like, you know, trying so hard to be motivational and inspirational. Um, you know, it's trying so hard to paint this picture like like entrepreneurship is such a such a glamorous thing. But then you watch Kitchen Nightmares and you see the real reality. It's a nightmare for most businesses, most companies, um, you know, most entrepreneurs out there. It's just so grueling. And I mean, part of this podcast is to, you know, kind of highlight that. And at the end of the day, we would rather have people start businesses than not. But, you know, at the same time, we're just we're just trying to highlight all the pitfalls and the mistakes that you could run into. And one of the biggest mistakes is choosing a business model that's already doomed from the get go. And, you know, we've been talking about restaurants so much. Um, and I kind of feel bad because we love restaurants. We absolutely support restaurants. We love amazing food and culinary, you know, cuisine and all that. But like as a business model, it is so hard to get behind that when we live in such a digital age and with affiliate marketing, I mean, our profit margins range from like 80 to 90% on our ad spend and ad spend is like the only thing we really pay for. I mean, web hosting is less than three bucks a month to make a website. Um, and it's just insane. Like you can start a business today for less than a hundred dollars. And like, that's something that we preach, we show step by step, like, and it's real. That's how I started when I was a student in college, um, you know, shout out to the mattress on the floor days and this and that. But like, when I started my business, I started out of necessity of having limited resources. So that drew me to online stuff because like a website, I learned, you know, how to do um, some web development, HTML, CSS, that's free. But then I learned how to, you know, actually build something online with servers and have it public and available to people. And then when I learned that that was only a couple bucks a month and a domain name is like $10 a year, I was hooked. I was like, whoa, like I thought a website had to cost thousands of dollars. And I thought a domain, like a website name, a .com, had to cost hundreds, if not thousands of dollars. When I found out it's like less than a dollar a month, I was in. And like since then, I've never looked back. And I've just gotten more and more obsessed with sort of like low, like low resource, like businesses, like lightweight businesses. And that's what drew me to affiliate marketing. Because affiliate marketing, you know, you get to promote companies that are huge, Nike, Adidas, Amazon, like you get to promote these giant companies and you yourself don't need to invest into sort of like having employees, having the customer service, having, you know, the shipping, the distribution the logistics, the products, the inventory, you don't have to do any of that. You just get links and if you can sell, then you get paid and that's it. So yeah. I mean, you know, I, I hate to keep riffing on the, the restaurants and stuff, but we're just talking business models, like from a 
you know, fundamental standpoint, you got to think about profitability. When are you going to be profitable? And if a business requires, you know, a hundred grand just to get into, when are you going to make your money back? And do you have the tolerance to like wait for that day to come? Right. Um, So, yeah, I mean, that's basically that's basically why I love affiliate marketing. And I know me and Kit, you know, we kind of agree on that. But um, let's see that like it was you could pay and get unlimited domains on Bluehost for like 12 extra bucks and it's like that's really insane to me because you can really just throw up a website and it's like most people whatever they do with their day job they could probably just do out you know as an extra and if you had a website and look professional that's half the battle which is awesome right now which is like if you don't have the money but you have the time to sit and sink into website design and make it look a little bit nice like there are a lot of these things you can do just by googling around looking at website examples and boom you can make yourself a nice looking website Facts. Yeah. When you say uh, it's unlimited websites for just a couple extra bucks a month more. So we're talking $5 a month. You can actually make theoretically unlimited websites, which just when I think about that sort of like the opportunity there or like the potential, it just absolutely blows my mind. Um, But, you know, and then we have on the flip side of the coin, you know, we have the people who like want to invest zero dollars and they don't want to invest even three bucks a month. Um, you know, my, my first gut reaction is like, you're not ready to start a business. You're looking into all these businesses, but you're, if you don't want to invest three bucks a month, you're not in the right place because you want something for nothing. And that's not how the world works. And when people come, they're like, ah, I want to, you know, I have no money. I don't want to invest anything that's why we created Don't Start a Business podcast because, you know, my advice is don't start a business. At least wait on it, you know, get a job. That's like one of my, you know, favorite things to recommend to people because a lot of people want to guarantee also. Mm-hmm. They're like, hey, if I start this today and I put $100 in, how much will I have by next week? It's like that, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> like the only thing where like you work a certain amount and then you get paid a certain amount is a job. If you want to start a business, there's risk, there's um, capital involved, and you have to invest, right? These words, you know, they're not just buzzwords. Like literally a business is started with capital, right? You invest into it and then it grows. That's how it works. Uh, But so many people are just trying to get something for nothing. And that's, man, I mean, we could go all day about some of that. And I know in, you know, future episodes, we'll probably have highlight some actual comments and emails that we get. Um, but we used to get but, people saying yeah. that they wanted to make their goal for affiliate marketing. And we used to ask people like, what, how much from affiliate marketing would make a positive difference in your life? Not like revolutionize your life or you could buy jet, but just make a positive difference. And people who would say like, well, I'm unemployed right now and I don't have any money to invest would be like the amount of money to make a positive difference would be $10,000 a month. And it's like, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, that would, but Dude. if you're where you are, 10 extra $10 a month would be awesome. If you find $20 on the ground, that's amazing. And so sometimes people yes. just don't connect and they don't understand that like, okay, if you can't invest money, you have to invest time. You have to learn. Yes. You have to learn a skill. So something isn't going to pay off overnight. Like gambling might, you might hit the jackpot, but your, your, the odds are going to be really hard and there's a good chance you could lose a lot of money. So it just it doesn't it doesn't work like that. And if you're already starting like that, you're not gonna you're not gonna finish. Because if you expect something to be easier than it is, then you're gonna quit really fast. Because you're like, oh, I'm out. This is way too hard. My God, Kit brought up such a good point. I forgot that we 
we've we ran a survey basically asking people you know sort of like um just trying to gauge the market and see sort of what are people's goals right with businesses because we've helped you know thousands of people to start their own business and it's amazing and i just and i love it and we get these comments every single day that uh you know thank us for for helping put them on the right track and you know with this podcast we hope to do the same thing and achieve the same thing but we did this survey where we asked people, you know, okay, how much are you looking to invest into starting a business? How much are you looking to uh, make? Like, what's your goal? And then, yeah, we asked that question, how much money would make a positive impact on your life? Now, if you're saying that you have zero money to invest, but like the only amount of money that's going to have a positive impact is $10,000 a month. Do you know how insane that sounds? Like you want $10,000 a month extra but you're willing to put up nothing up yeah. front. That's like the starting <laughs> so, salary of like an Ivy League like lawyer right out of the law school. Like a top yeah, law. Yeah, like firm. Sullivan and Cromwell. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Literally junior associates uh, Sullivan and Cromwell, you know, you'd be lucky 120 grand a year and it's like you want that out of thin air. No education, no no degree, no background, no, you know, no sort of like credentials and then you just want to jump up straight to the league. You know what I mean? Like it's just we see that every day though. That's the thing. Like if it was one person who said that, I'm like, "Okay, yeah, you know, you're going to have your, you know, every now and then you're going to run into someone like that but it's like a lot of people an alarmingly high amount of people wanted to be super rich and literally invest nothing okay um so that i mean that's such a great point to highlight and that's another like these are the things we want to bring up because they're they're issues that like people like i I don't know there's so many people who think that you can just have all this stuff without investing something now we're not just saying financially because kit did mention if you don't have money then you need to invest time and energy and i agree with that because when i was in college and i started with such limited freaking resources and, you know, when I started, I had to invest so much time and energy to learn these skills. So I had to learn web development. I had to learn marketing. I had to learn, you know, how to get traffic. I had to learn SEO. I had to learn all that stuff with time and energy because I didn't have much money. Um, and, you know, business is all about how do you efficiently use your your investment, your capital. So let's say you have, you know, let's say you have 10 grand. You know, what do you put $1,000 into? You could use 2000 to hire this expert to handle your SEO. You can use 1000 for, you know, maybe like your website, maybe a professional design. Like, you know, it's all about managing your your capital. And the thing is with some people is they, they, they just like either they don't have anything to start with or they don't want to invest anything whether that be money whether that that be time whether that be energy so i think this is a great topic for the first you know first episode because it i hope this weeds out a decent amount of people but those who are still listening right now um you know you're on the right track and you know that it's going to be hard and that you're going to have to sacrifice like that's a word that you know a lot of people um, that's a word you're going to have to get real comfortable and familiar with if you want to succeed in any sort of business. Yeah, I think just understanding so. that a lot of people are going to think you're crazy. And you, I think you think going into it maybe like, hey, this is something I want to do. I can see a vision of how this is going to work out. But most other people aren't going aren't gonna to see it because to them, it seems crazy because in a sense it is. You're making a risky thing. And I think that's what entrepreneurship's all about is sort of analyzing the risk and picking your spots to take those risks you don't go you don't go crazy you don't go hey i have no money but i quit my job to focus on this full time it's like if you don't have the time while you're working to start on something you probably aren't going to put the extra time in you know 
once you do quit that job. You have to learn how to be self-disciplined mm. with the time you have before you can just give yourself a ton of time and then make it work. It doesn't work like that. So you have to kind of analyze the risk, but still be willing to sort of pull the trigger on things. You know, if you're just waiting for the perfect opportunity, that's never going to happen. You always kind of have to create that for yourself. Kit makes an amazing point right there. If you can't do your business, like when you're a full-time student on the side or when you have a full-time job, you're working nine to five. Listen, I've done both. I was literally full-time student at UCLA and I was starting my websites, my businesses on the side, uh, you know, in when I would come home from school after class. When I was working a full-time job at nine to five, I would come home late, like, you know, well, not late, late, but like I'd come home um, around 7 p.m. after, you know, after working out, after dinner, after commuting from downtown all the way uh, to my parents' house. And then I would start my second job, which is my business. And most people would just honestly, they would they would eat dinner, they'd turn on Netflix, and then they would just go back to, they'd go to sleep, and then they'd go back into their job the next morning and just rinse and repeat Monday through Friday. Um, and then even more so on the weekend. For me, like literally, I knew that time wasn't just going to magically increase on its own. I'm going to have to just find the time and force it. And it was after work. I come home, I'm tired. I mean, anyone who works nine to five, you know, after putting in, you know, eight, nine, 10 hours at work, you just know that you're, you're completely zapped. But I knew that if I want things to change, no one's going to give it to me. So, you know, I'm going to have to sacrifice some more time and energy and money and invest into this thing after hours. So I think that's an amazing point that that Kit just brought up. And this is what it takes, guys. Like, you know, the stuff that we're kind of highlighting here, you know, one of our one of our themes here with this podcast, I think, is tough love because I just feel like so many people don't get enough like tough love advice. They get they get all this glamorous, like, oh, you can do it, like this and that, this this like rah-rah type stuff, but they don't you know, what we try and do is we're trying to break it down realistically on what it actually takes. And I, I just I just know that so many people have the wrong um, impression of what entrepreneurship is. And we are just trying to promote good, uh, solid entrepreneurship that requires sacrifice. It requires capital and investment. It requires, you know, really, really, really respecting this and not just, you know, signing up. Um, and then spamming affiliate links on Facebook groups and, you know, on YouTube comments, which I see every day, yeah, yeah. which guys, if you're doing that, please stop spamming your affiliate links and your business or your webinar, or whatever, stop spamming it on free social media platforms. That's not a business. If you just think of how you consume things, it's like no one's at you as a consumer. I'm never going to buy something because you're like, oh my gosh, handkerchiefs on Instagram. I guess I'm just going to buy those right now. This guy in the comments seems to make some good points with his link. You know, and it just, it's its still kind of crazy to me that people could could think that way. But I think a lot of people also make the mistake of like, oh, if I just, if I just put in the work that the, it stops with, oh, if I just put in the work, I'm fine. Instead of being like, are you actually like analyzing and thinking about your business? You can't just mindlessly put in work like you might do at a job. You got to test things. You got to go out and look for yourself. Like I think Odie would obviously tell you the same thing is like the amount of times that people ask a question that's like if you just Googled that question, that would be in the top three results on Google and would explain it all to Facts. You. Facts. I mean, you know, a lot of this may be common sense. I mean, we see it as common sense, but then again, we're blessed with sort of like, you know, just wisdom and experience and hands-on experience at a high level. Um, so like we're, we're kind of lucky with that. 
But some people who are new, you may not know certain things. So that's why we're trying to highlight some of these mistakes we see every day. And hopefully you can change your tune starting, you know, as early as day one. Like, because if you change it early, um, it you may be, you know, you may still have a chance because, you know, bad habits, practice makes permanent. That's a saying in golf. Like when you're practicing, practice makes permanent and bad habits become permanently bad habits if you get the wrong foundation and the wrong fundamentals, right? Um, so anyways, you know, we've been talking a lot about what sort of like what not to do. And that's the whole point of the podcast. Um, I think we should switch gears. Kit, what do you think is a, something we could talk about? I know we're, let's see, time was... Um, we're going on about 38 minutes. I want you guys to let us know how you are enjoying the podcast, how you're liking it. Um, we would love to hear your feedback. Um, let us know if you have any questions or topics for the podcast you want to recommend because me and Kit are going to look to do these as often as possible. I I honestly love having a a sort of platform where I can be free with sort of my ideas, my opinions, my speech. I don't have to worry about getting monetized or demonetized like on YouTube. Um, so let us know in the comments we'll whether leaving a, a review strict, uh, on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Just keep to as, as strict a like thing. Like on YouTube, it has to be very formulated and things like this. Whereas here, we can really, you know, some of the questions that we couldn't devote a whole YouTube video to, we can talk about for five minutes on the podcast. You know, we can give random recommendations. We'll probably go on to some other topics that both Odie and I find interesting from sports, food, video games, music, whatever, just to keep it, you know, keep it interesting. And, you know, a lot of those things also have entrepreneurial opportunities in them as well. Yep, exactly. Uh, This is supposed to be casual, guys. It's supposed to be just hanging out. Um, You know, we're just trying to like, be free in terms of, you know, whatever topic we want to talk about, we're going to talk about on this podcast. We're not worried about making money with this thing. It's not, we have no sponsors. We have no, you know, there's no ads or anything on this. We're just trying to make something that hopefully can help some people. Hopefully you find it a little entertaining and some value, uh, you know, oriented, uh, thrown into there. Hopefully you learn something today without having to, you know, take out your notepad and, you know, have to write notes and this and that. Um, but basically, uh, I think the last thing we should talk about is this podcast is sort of like the anti-life coach podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are sort of against this idea, the notion of a life coach. Um, I know on Instagram these days, you guys see so many people with a life coach or you know performance coach in their bio, this and that. And I mean, for the most part, I think a lot of this is just BS. I mean, so many of these Instagram entrepreneurs, um, I think that's, you know, basically the terminology. Uh, they're they're basically um, entrepreneurs who have made money from teaching people how to be an entrepreneur. Like they, they've never had their own business. You know, they couldn't prove like, for example, you can go on my YouTube. I have proof of earning over a million dollars with affiliate marketing, not from selling courses, not from being a life coach, this and that. Um, and you know, there's just so much entrepreneurship these days on Instagram, especially with, you know, you know, we can talk about like the rented, like, you know, um, being on, being on the private jets and shit, um, being on the, you know, having the rented cars and stuff like that. Um, but this podcast is the anti-life coach podcast. We're not about that. This is real entrepreneurship. Um, we are promoting good business and good business in my opinion is not promoting this glamorous fake it till you make it lifestyle. Cause you know, that's something I never did. And I'm, I'm strongly against that. Some people give that advice, fake it till you make it. But I think that's one of the dumbest things that you can say, you know, why don't you just do, 
you know, and let your actions speak louder. And a lot of them sell people on this message of, oh, it doesn't matter if you don't have any skills. You could make $1,000 right now. Ugh. And it's like, no, no, no. The message you want to give people is you need to create value. But the great thing is you yes. can learn these skills. These skills are not, you know, it's not like trying to become a, like a physicist. Like you can learn these skills online easily. So that's what you should focus on and focus. Hey, how can I improve myself so I can get value instead of just like, hey, you can already sell people some sham course. It's like, are you going to feel good about yourself mm. if you're telling people how to live their life when like, you're only making money from pretending that you know how to live your life? You know, it's just a weird, weird cycle. Yeah, exactly. I mean, um, you know, I, I see two types of people. There's people who, you know, they comment on the YouTube videos, they they send emails they're like, oh, but I don't know how to do that. Or I don't know. I don't have that skill, this and that. You can learn anything online these days. Like literally you have Google, you have the internet, you have no excuses. People like 20, 30 years ago who didn't have as much resources as we do today, they have it an excuse because maybe they didn't learn whatever it is they're trying to learn in school, right? But these days when you can learn anything Thing online then you have no more excuses and there's there's people who are just reactive and they just they're passive and they're just like oh i don't know how to do that i quit then you have the people who are proactive they're like oh okay i see the next sort of like um path right or the next stepping stone in the path i need to go learn how to make a website so let me go learn that you know whether it takes me a week whether it takes me a month whether it takes me three months i'm gonna learn because that's a necessary part a necessary part of the process that i'm gonna you know, I'm going to need to have. And at the end of the day, what you need to know is everything that you learn, you get under your belt. That's something you have for life. So if you learn how to get traffic, which is a money making skill, it's a skill that if you can drive traffic to businesses, you can get paid for that and you can get paid pretty handsomely. So if you just, you know, hunker down for literally like a whole year and you learn how to do this, the thing is you get to keep that for the rest of your life. And I think too many people, they underestimate like if they were to really work on themselves and their skills and like really sacrifice to learn something that's very valuable in today's day and age, like they underestimate how much that would change their life. They just want it the easy way. People want it fast. They want it that instant gratification. They want to press a button and make money, which just doesn't exist. Or they think they need to you know have I mean? like some talent that just is like inherent. Like, oh, well, I'm mm. not a math okay. person. or I'm not a this person. It's like, well, you just were never interested mm-hmm. enough in that to really apply yourself. For the most part, you can learn most things. So if you then develop an interest in some area, you can go learn if you're willing to put in the time, no matter how hard a time you had in school, if you're willing to, you know, put in a little extra work, take notes, you know, really research it, you'll be able you'll be able to do it. You know, it's not like most jobs are not done by people with 220 IQs, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great point that, uh, you know, when you're talking about um, if you knew what was on the other, like, sort of, like, end uh, of learning this skill or, you know, creating this business and you just, if you saw a glimpse or a sneak peek of what you could get um, by just sacrificing to, to get to that level, then I'm sure so many people would put everything down and just focus on doing that. But, you know, the problem is with the instant gratification, you don't really, you don't have that kind of patience, right? People these days have zero patience. I mean, the attention span on Instagram and everything is like two seconds, you know, like they, they're just scrolling and scrolling and just mindlessly scrolling through all this content, if you can even call it content. And then like, you know, 
people just aren't willing to do sort of the hard things that that take patience and take time anymore. Um, just because everything is an app these days. You hit a button, you get food delivered in 20 minutes to your doorstep, right? So people don't know sort of like the old fashioned, like just putting in the hard work and like, you know, being patient because that's not sexy. That's not glamorous it's not something you can easily you know sell on a on an instagram post or on a youtube video you know what i mean yeah it's like when people ask like oh can i do it without like you say i need this skill or i need a website or can i do it without that and it's like well if you're learning golf you wouldn't be like well can i just do it without golf clubs but like <laughs> golf clubs seem a little hard can i just say that use a baseball bat and it's like we're well, asking the wrong question <laughs> like oh how could i how could i learn that skill is it is it within my reach to get that skill? You know, it's not like being like, okay, you're going to need a state-of-the-art computer. Like, you can have a Chromebook, which is like the, you know, not nothing fancy. <laughs> like, I know because my girlfriend has one of them, and there's like you can't do much on it. But you can create a business, and you can create a website on that. And that's, you know, that's all you need. That's facts. I mean, that's that's one of the best analogies I've heard. Like, you know, I love the golf analogies because I myself trying to get into golf a little bit. I haven't haven't played in a while, but basically, uh, you know, we get questions like that every day. Can I start without the website? Can I just skip that part? It's like, dude, the website is the business. You're literally asking, how can I skip the literally the core business? Right? People are like, can I just do this with Twitter? Like with a Twitter account? Dude, first of all, Twitter is horrible for business. Second of all, like using Twitter like to replace a website, that's just not even in the same realm. Like Twitter is not good like for if you're trying to get sales, you know what I mean? And especially if you're trying to build an actual business long term, using a Twitter account, you are taking the most shortcuts ever. Some people ask, can you do it with a Facebook fan page or with a Facebook group? And it's like, okay, like that's still, you know, you're not getting it. Like if I literally told you that you make this website and, um, you know, there's a potential here to make, let's say six figures a year, seven figures a year, right? Like you can't take shortcuts to get to that point. Like you literally have to do everything everyone else says is too hard. If people are saying, oh, I don't want to do that. I'm too lazy. It's too hard. That's exactly what you want to do. You want to do the things that are going to separate you from the competition, not make you an easier target, right? Because competition, I mean, business at the end of the day, it's people trying to take your lunch, you know, in one way or another. So if you're not going to be competitive, then you shouldn't just, com- you just shouldn't compete, period. And that's one of my sort of mantras is, you know, you go- you're going to have to be willing to compete and that's why for some people, maybe not starting a business is the best, <laughs> is sort of the best route to save your time and money. But for those who are dedicated, and if you're listening to this, you're probably in that camp of people who are about this. You're going to start business regardless of whatever I say. Um, but basically, you know, I just, I just want to share what you need to do to separate yourself from the competition to, to get a level up, a leg up on the competition. Yeah, I think that's, you know, we definitely have some big mantras here and just values that we kind of hammer over and over again, because it's just, it's the truth. And every, and every time we kind of think that, okay, we've gotten that message out there, there'll be a whole new group of people who will ask that kind of, that kind of question and um, just don't quite, quite see sort of the way you have to to go forward. Like what he says, you know, maybe you don't, you just shouldn't start a business. Like I remember, you know, back when we lived together up in, uh, um, up there in Culver City in our apartment that had brown water coming out of the tap, Odie would always say, hey, everybody <laughs> wants to be their own boss, but a lot of people are just shitty boss. So whether you're bossing other people, you're bossing yourself, it's not going to go well. So you have to look at yourself and be like, hey, do I have 
do I have what it takes? Is this what I want to do? Because you're only going to succeed if this is actually something you want to do, because that'll make it worth it to stay up late, to skip out on things that seem really fun. You know, it means that, hey, well, some of your other friends, like during like quarantine, like maybe they they are able to just take time off and they're lucky enough to have a job. It means that you're not having as much free time as everybody else. And like, you actually aren't watching that much Netflix. You're trying to do even more work because you're like, man, now I really got to make money. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the best ideas is, you know, um, not to toot my own horn, but I said to Kit, uh, you know, everyone wants to be their own boss, but then, you know, it turns out that they're a really shitty boss. Like, that, like everyone wants to be the boss, but then when it's your time to be the boss, you realize you're not good at being a boss because being a boss means that you have to have discipline. Like, you have to tell people what to do, whether that means yourself or your employees. And then if you gave people the title of, okay, you are now the boss, now you get to call the shots, you wouldn't know what to do because you've never been in that position before. You don't have that experience or the discipline. Um, and basically what happens is you're your own boss. You, you know, what happens when you start out is you let yourself off all the time. You're like, ah, you know, I worked an hour today. I think I'm going to just take the rest of the day off. That's a horrible way to get productivity out of yourself. And usually when you're starting a business, it's just you, right? We all start off by ourselves, solopreneur. I, I did the same thing. And when I started out, I mean, I remember so many days, half the day would be spent kind of like wasting my time. Um, they call it mental masturbation when you're just like doing a bunch of stuff that like feels good, but it's not doing anything. Like you're, you'll watch these motivational videos, you'll read motivational quotes, you'll go on these forums. I used to do all that shit. Honestly, I used to go on forums every single day and I used to read, um, you know, all this stuff. Um, basically, I used to read these posts. Um, and I want to give a shout out to a really good entrepreneurship forum, probably the best one online, which is the Fastlane Forum um, from my mentor, MJ DeMarco. And I used to go on that every day. Um, and, you know, it's funny is I haven't gone on that forum probably in maybe the last, I don't know, two or three years, really. Uh, when I started to actually run a business and actually have success, I stopped doing these things because these things at the end of the day, for the most part, were just a waste of time. Like they weren't, you know what I mean? Like when it came down to it, they were just something to distract me away from the work because the work was, the work is hard to do. It's painful. It's, it's sacrifice. I mean, it's not, obviously I love the process of building businesses and brands, but I don't, I mean, not everyone, you know, is going to love every second of working on it. Cause there's a lot of, you know, bullshit that you have to deal with. There's a lot of, you know, painful things that you have to do. That's tedious that you can't afford to outsource to someone, especially in the beginning that is just so hard. So yeah, I mean, that's just one of the, that's just one of the thoughts I, that Kit shared. Um, you know, everyone wants to be the boss. That's a horrible reason to go into business when people are like, Oh, I want to go into business cause I want to be the boss or I want to be my own boss like this and that. That's such a prideful ego answer, you know, sort of thing to do. Like, yeah, I think if you want to do that, that's selfish. You know what I mean? And I think you have to get really like part of like being an entrepreneur or working a small company or just you is getting really comfortable being like, boy, I really messed up because there's no hiding from it. Like if you made a mistake, it's not like at a, you know, standard like job, like when I used to work like a front desk, like if I whoops, mistransferred someone, oh, well, they'll call back or at the end of the day, it doesn't really affect me. But if it's just you or it's a small business and you mess up, that might mean $2,000 just went down the tube because you didn't pay enough attention. Oh. You didn't focus on the details. And so you have to be comfortable with the fact like it's going to be on you. Like you're going to have that level of responsibility. And that means that you have to work even harder and you have to get comfortable 
like double checking. Like, I think it's really easy for a lot of people. And it was for me for a while to be like, oh, well, that's just how I am. Like, I'm not a detail person. And then you learn like, well, if I'd like to not be homeless, I'm going to have to become a detail person <laughs> because this is going to be a serious obstacle to me doing anything in my life. You just can't do, it's not a sustainable way to live your life. So you have to really constantly look at yourself and be like, okay, I'm not very good at this. I need to get better. I can get someone to help me with that, but I still need to be able to perform it at a baseline level. Facts. Yeah. That's a great point you make. Like if, you know, um, you say to yourself all this negative self-talk, like I'm not a math person, I'm not this person, I'm not that person. But then when it comes time where you're forced to almost like play that role, let's say accounting, for example, which is just not a sexy topic, but something that every business must have a strong balance sheet and must know their financials like the back of their hand. You know, accounting is something I never really pay attention to until recent years um, when it comes to things like paying uh, you know, taxes and trying to, you know, sort of like be clever about that and trying to save money and this and that, um, you know, basically you become uh, fascinated with those things if there's money on the line, right? Like most people think they're not into something until, you know, if there's a lot of money in it, then all of a sudden they're forced to focus up and be like, okay, you know, forget what I said about math. Like I'm on Excel right now. I'm going to take a course on Excel so I can master this because I need to get this down. So yeah, great points right there. We're almost at an hour. I mean, it kind of flew by. Yeah. We originally tried to just do 30 minutes. So we're going to probably try to wrap this up. Um, the first thing I want to say is thank you if anyone's still listening. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been pretty fun and pretty quick. I mean, like for me and Kim, I mean, an hour pretty much went by just like that. Um, I just want to say, if you guys are enjoying this, make sure to leave a review. Uh, hopefully you leave some uh, nice words and comments and multiple stars for us. Uh, but basically, also, if you have questions, you can leave it in the review if you want us to talk about any questions uh, about entrepreneurship or you know in or have any comments, then you can leave it in your review. We also will have a page on the website, odiproductions.com slash podcast, and you can submit you know, uh, some feedback and also see other episodes. Um, but Kit, is there anything you want to say to wrap things up? Yeah, I think just the, the biggest thing I really think that we should make sure people understand is please do not believe Bitcoin people. They are everywhere. They will tell you <laughs> you can turn $20 into 2000 You can't. They will tell you they don't buy Bitcoin. They earn it. We see this every day. Please, public service <laughs> announcement. Don't Don't believe these people. Thank you, Kit. We will make a dedicated episode to help you guys avoid scams because there are so many. I mean, because we we own these platforms that have hundreds of thousands of people and, you know, the messages, the comments, the emails we get every day. We will create an episode to help you guys avoid being scammed because I am tired of hearing people getting scammed by some Forex, uh, you know, investor or some Bitcoin miner um, who ultimately is just out there to scam you. It's probably some guy, you know, over in India um, who's behind a computer just looking to you know make a quick buck off like some gullible helpless naive people and we are here to help lower the the amount of scams and you know the the risk chances out there so um yeah that's a great psa we'll get into that probably more uh in a future episode but i hope you guys enjoyed this and if you did again show some love because this is brand new for us we're just trying this out honestly this is just to have fun have a platform that is not as um let's say proper as YouTube. We don't have to care about monetization, which is such a liberating thing. Um, so we can do whatever we want on this podcast. So let us know what you guys want to hear. Uh, but we're down to just, you know, um, casually shoot the shit. 
um, hopefully drop some nuggets here and there so you learn something. But overall, we're just here to hang out, have a good time. Uh, so we hope to catch you guys on episode two, which we have no clue what that's even going to be about at this time. But make sure to subscribe. I don't know if I, I actually don't even know how podcast metrics work. Do you? Yeah. You subscribe? Okay, so it's like yeah. YouTube. Okay, guys, make sure to subscribe to our podcast. I don't even know what platforms this thing is going to be on. Um, but again, the feedback. We are listening, guys. If, you know, whatever you guys want to recommend, um, if you guys enjoyed it, if you loved it, let us know. Um, if there's ways to improve, uh, let us know as well. We may or may not take your uh, <laughs> advice. We don't really care. Uh, but anyways, uh, we'll hopefully catch you on episode two. So subscribe like uh, okay it's not youtube but subscribe to, um do uh, visit the website engage honestly if you are interested uh, if you're interested in affiliate marketing or any sort of you know business or entrepreneurship or passive income which i'm obsessed with then make sure to visit odiproductions.com we actually have a completely free guide no bullshit no email required it's not one of those webinar type shit okay it's not one of those like sign up for my two-hour free masterclass. we don't do that at least not anymore we have a completely free 10-step guide to help you start your business with less than 80 dollars today less than 100 dollars, but really less than i think it's like less than 77 dollars on the dot so if that sounds of interest to you make sure to check it out again odiproductions.com and then we also have a podcast section there where you can submit more stuff so hope you guys enjoyed it we are just wrapping up an hour right here let us know on the length too if you guys if if this is a good length um that's what she said <laughs> but basically we'll catch you in the next one um but yeah until next time cue the outro peace <laughs>